It really is such an amazing honor for me at uh, this season to be able to um, just take the next step in a vision that God's given a New Covenant Church and, uh, and for my life and being able to represent Jesus but represent you um, literally outside of the church and even outside of the, uh, the country. So I, I really do. I'm honored to be able to do that. And one of, the, one of the greatest things that has happened so far in being able to travel to a few different places has been uh, meeting some amazing, um, some amazing people and connecting with some amazing ministries. And so this morning, I want to introduce you to a new friend of mine and uh, somebody that the first time I just met him, I just uh, really loved his spirit. And then I found out that he had uh, gone to school at Laterno over in Longview and his son was born here in Tyler, Texas. He's got a beautiful, uh, beautiful family. So I want you to uh, welcome Kevin Stratton from Missionary Flights International. <clears throat> Kevin, I hope this is on here. Welcome to New Covenant Church and back to Tyler. Good morning. Thank you. Hey, yes, it's good, good to be here. Good to see you here this morning. Tell us a little bit about Missionary Flights International and uh, just about yourself. All right, I'd be happy to. Thank you, Sam. So um, back in 2005, I was happily working as a chemical engineer in North Carolina, and God kind of decided that he didn't want me doing that anymore. <laughs> so he put on my wife and I's heart that we were supposed to be missionary pilots serving him. So we searched around to see where we were going to go to train, and we landed on Letourneau um, over there in Longview. So we moved to Longview in 2006, and we're here from 06 to 09 doing my flight and maintenance training over in Letourneau. And so, you know, I don't have a lot of time to give our whole testimony. We were going to go overseas, but um, our youngest son was born with an intellectual disability, and so we had to kind of change, change our route. And so we ended up in Florida at Missionary Flights. And so, and that's how I met Sam. I actually, um, a lot of you know that he went down, I guess, pastored a church there many years ago, and then went down with some men to do some reconstruction work after Hurricane Dorian. Those men are here. Where are you guys at? Anybody here that went on that trip? All right. There's a couple of them. Um, So yeah, so I got the pleasure of meeting Sam and those guys because what Missionary Flights has been doing is stepping up and flying flights out. And actually this past Friday, two days ago, was the last flight that regular flight that we're able to do out there. So what we typically do at Missionary Flights is we partner with missions and mission organizations that are in Haiti and the Dominican Republic. And so we fly two to four times a week down there just partnering with them, flying cargo and passengers down to help them with their ministries down there. And then obviously we step up during disaster relief as well. And in this case, we flew many, many flights out to Abaco, helping the people out there just, uh, you know, whatever way that we could. To help them rebuild. Kevin, their homes. you guys were man, just a lifeline. I mean, uh, I, it really is. Just to see your organization, to be there with the guys, and to see your, um, to see your, you know, just the whole, the, the the whole thing that you do, the whole ministry, and the the the, the planes and the cargo, and uh, but you you've been a lifeline there. And so I just want to personally uh, say thank you on behalf of all the people of uh, Abaco and especially Man of War. Yeah, well, thank you. It was our pleasure to do it, and it's a blessing to be here. You know, I met Sam. I was here at Long view this past week at Letourneau, and he invited me to come and just meet some of you all. So I'm in the back um, after church. If you're yes. more interested in my family, what we do as a missionary family, or interested in missionary flights, I'll be out there. Come chat with me. Yeah, so as a, even as a pilot, okay, a pilot, uh, you have to raise your own support, yes. just like everybody else there raises their support for the, the ministry, and um, and just uh, we, we want to let you know we believe in you, uh, Kevin, and believe in Missionary Flights International. You've blessed us. 
Uh, it was just amazing to see. I didn't know you could put that much cargo in a plane. <laughs> we can. <laughs> <laughs> they packed that baby full and then put people in it, and we uh, but uh, had a great flight over. And just really, really do. I, I know you've been on my heart. The ministry's uh, been on my heart ever since I met you, uh, met the ministry. Uh, I'm just telling you, it's neat to see the body of Christ working in so many different ways around the world. There are great people all around the world serving Jesus Christ. And aren't you glad to have Kevin here with us today as one of them? So. Kevin, on behalf of New Covenant Church, we do want to just give you a small love offering today for, for Missions Flights International and then for you and for your family as well. But uh, what we'd also like to do is we'd just like to pray over you. So I'm going to ask Pastor Chris if he'll come, if he'll just pray over uh, you and over the ministry and missions that are going on, okay? Father, I thank you so much for how you knit our hearts together. Lord, it's all for one kingdom. We're not here in Tyler trying to do our own thing, but Lord, I thank you that through this offering, we're able to reach around the world. Yes. Lord, only you know where you're sending this wonderful couple, this wonderful family. Yes. And Father, I thank you that we get to sow into their yes. life, sow yes. into their hearts, yes. sow into their ministry. So Father, right now in the name of Jesus, we bless them. Lord, we say that every need that they yes, may have would God. be filled in Jesus' yes, name. God. It would be filled through you, mm-hmm. by you. Lord, they may see lean times, but I thank you, Lord, that there's also times of abundance. Mm -hmm. And, Lord, even when there's abundance, as the Scripture says, in the day of rain, pray for rain. So, Lord, we thank you for rain. We thank you, Lord, for the good things for this family, for this ministry. And, Lord, we, once again, just as a church, thank them for what they did with our mission team. But, Lord, we bless them in Mm -hmm. Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank Amen. You. Thanks so much for being here, Kevin. You. God bless you, man. Yeah. Appreciate you. <clears throat> Amen. 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 You know, when I got up here, I was feeling a whole lot of pressure this morning. You know, after Pastor Chris's uh, 22-minute sermon the other week, I thought, man, I'm just that's a high bar to meet. But, uh, you know, one of the technical things that's happening is we don't have a clock today, so the pressure's just gone. I'm just feeling comfortable. I'm feeling easy and light. And come on, just worship with me, right? It's going to be a great, it's going to be a great day. So, uh, again, like I said, it is really a historic day. You know, the 2000, uh, you know, here we are, the, the 0202 uh, It's Super Bowl Sunday, Super Bowl Sunday. So, uh, I won't even go into that. I already found out that we have at least one 49er fan here in the in the uh, in the congregation today, and we don't want to we don't want to point him out anywhere or anything like that. So we just uh, but it's going to be a great day. I hope everybody has a lot of a lot of fun. But you know, the real statistic that stuck out to me as I was studying over the last couple of weeks was by um, this date, by the first of February, statistics say. That 92%, 92% of all New Year's resolutions, all New Year's resolutions or goals or projects or plans or diets or whatever, that they've already been sidetracked. <laughs> so uh, how many people can say a big amen to that, right? And again, I'm not here to point fingers at anybody because I'm, I'm right there with you. I, I've had some, some, uh, you know, some goals and some new, uh, new things that I've started and I've blown a couple of them. Anybody blown any, did anybody make any new uh, resolutions for the year? Anybody set any new goals? Three people. Well, you know, that's a good way not to miss them if you don't, don't make them, right? So, uh, 
But, uh, but listen, I'm telling you, this is, so I, but I've already begun the process of kind of re-implement or start some, some new systems that are going to help, help lead to success, help me to move to the place of success that I believe God has for my life. And, and, and literally, as I look around this room today, I really do believe that I'm, I'm looking at a room filled with men and with women, with uh, young men and women, with uh, teenagers and families and college students, with uh, single people and people from different uh, ethnicities, people from different social uh, economic stratas, people, all kinds of different people here today. But we have one thing in common, it is that's, that we really do want to be successful in all, that's God's, all that God's created us to be. Am I talking to the right people today? Is that you? Yeah, we want to be successful in being who God's created us to be and successful in doing all that God's created us to do. And, and God's got a plan for you, folks. God's got something for each and every one of us to do. I mean, I really do believe that there are people here today that maybe you've got a dream of being successfully, you know, financially successful. You've got a dream of, of being a, a wealthy and, <coughs> excuse me, and prosperous, and, and you just want to, that, that's something that God's placed in your heart. How many people here have a, a goal of being successful in your relationships? I hope everybody puts their hands up on that one, right? We all want to have successful marriages and parenting relationships. We want to be successful with our diets or eating healthy. We want to be successful in overcoming addictions, in accomplishing. I know uh, it's been a joy to get to talk to some of our young people and to know that God's planted dreams for ministry in their heart, that there are people, has anybody just had that dream? I just want to be a world changer. I want to make a difference. I want to, I want to impact the world for Jesus Christ. And, and that's a great dream. All these dreams are great dreams, making an impact on our society, changing the culture of the world in which we live. These are fantastic dreams. So am I talking to the right people today? <coughs> Excuse me, is that you today? Hey Amen. I believe, I believe that it is. So God wants you to be successful. I want to read a couple of scriptures here this morning, <coughs> beginning in 3 John chapter 2. Everybody knows this scripture. That's exactly it. Pastor Chris is down here quoting it. <coughs> I pray that all may go well with you and that you may be in good health and prosper even as your soul prospers. God wants you to prosper. God wants you to be in good health. Proverbs chapter 2, verse 7 says, He holds success in store for the upright. <coughs> Excuse me, that He is a shield to those who walk blameless. God holds success in His hand. He's looking for people who will walk with Him that He can pour success into their lives. 2 Timothy says, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and self control. So God's plan is for us to be successful, and then the Scripture says that He gives us the ability, His Spirit living in us, to accomplish these things. And finally, a Scripture in 1 Peter says this, it says, Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that God, so that at the proper time, He may exalt you. Now, I don't know how you grow up. I don't know what you were, have been used to being under. <clears throat> but there was a time and season in my life where it seemed like the only thing I was hearing about God was that God was looking for a reason to spank you. He was looking for a reason to take you to the woodshed. He was kind of, you know, be careful how you walk. If you don't step on a crack or, you know, God's going to get you or something like that. But that's not the God that we serve. Amen. 
We serve a good God who has a good plan for our life. That plan is for success. That plan is to, uh, to exalt us. That plan is to lift us up, to give us positions of influence for the kingdom of God. Amen? Amen. So we serve a good God who has a good plan for success and for fulfillment, fulfillment of dreams, fulfillment of vision, fulfillment of purpose for every one of our lives. Amen? Amen. Turn to the person sitting beside you and say, he's talking about you this morning. That's God's plan for your life. Well, for this to be a reality, I believe that there's some strategy that comes to play in this. And the first strategy is this, is that we've got to determine who we want to be. We've got to determine who we want to be before we focus on what we should be doing. So my question right up front today is, who do you want to be? Or who do you believe that God wants you to be? Because if you're, not, if you're not sure who God wants you to be, if you're not sure that God's of God's purpose and direction for, for your being as well as your doing, then you might be heading in the wrong direction. You, you might be going down a path that's not going to lead you to the place of accomplishing God's purposes in your life. So I want to ask you, who do you want to be? Where are you heading? Do you want to be a man of God? Anybody here wants to be a man of God today? How about a woman of God? Any women of God in the house? Are there any women of God in the house? Yeah. Want to be a woman of God? What about godly families? Man, I, don't, I believe that it is deeply on the heart of God to raise up godly families that, that would set like cities on a hill that, that he could point people to and say, that's what a godly family looks like. That's what a blessed family looks like. That's what a successful family looks like. And he wants to do that in your life and mine. Anybody here want to be successful in being a bold witness for Jesus, carrying out the Great Commission? How about being missionaries, pastors, teachers all around the world, amen? Influencing for Jesus. All right, I like seeing those hands go up there. How about people of integrity? Don't you want to be a person of integrity, a person whose life is fully marked by, by honesty and integrity and, and be successful in that? About business owners, be a successful business owner, be a person who, who, who gleans influence in a community, maybe gleans wealth so that you can fund the work of the kingdom of God. Uh, this is a whole other teaching, but I'll tell you, I believe that in our land today, that God wants to raise up kings. He wants to raise up people that he can bless, bless with influence, bless financially so that you can help source the work of the kingdom of God. Amen? Amen. I hope that you're some of those people. He wants us to be successful and prosperous so we can give extravagantly, so we can give extravagantly. He wants us to be successful. He wants us to be healthy in our bodies. God wants us to be healthy. He wants us to be healthy, as John said, in all phases of our lives. That's God's intention. That's a good God's intention. So I want to encourage you to be prayerful. Listen, look at me. Look at my eyes here. Let me see your eyes. Okay, I don't want this just to be words and a message. I want you to hear this today. I want you to be prayerful about who it is that God wants you to be, okay? Who it is, not just, not just keep following the motions, not just keep going down the, the going through the, the, the steps. Again, the chances are if you're, not, if you're not being intentional, if you're not focusing on who God wants you to be, who you believe you're supposed to be, you could be going in the wrong direction, and I guarantee if you're not focusing, if you're not going in the right direction, you'll never get there. And, and, and can I tell you that one of the saddest things that in ministry we get to see 
Unfortunately, we see people wasting away their lives one day at a time and coming down the road and getting to the end of the life and having a life filled with regrets. And I'm telling you, you don't have to be those people. You can make a choice today and say, I'm going to give my life to Jesus Christ. I'm going to let God establish his purpose in my life. I realize that I can't make it happen in my own strength and in my own ability. So I'm going to say, Holy Spirit, fill me. Let me walk according to your, your purposes. Let me walk in your presence. Let me accomplish. Let me be everything that you want me to be. Amen? So another strategy then would be, I believe, to engage systems that support and strengthen you. <clears throat> now, again, I hope this is a very practical, something you can take and implement in your life. One of the things I'm finding, I've started out life not being a very symptom, a systematic person, um, I remember that uh, back in college, I, I used to, um, I, does anybody here use the lateral filing system? You know what a lateral file? That's when you just pile stuff up, okay? <laughs> and so, my, you know, we had a dorm inspections way back then. They'd come in, and, and uh, the, the dorm supervisor would say, hey, your clothes are a mess. I go, no, 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 they're not a mess. They're organized laterally. I layer them, right? <clears throat> I still tend to do that at times with files and things on my desk. Layer them. So, but God wants us to have strategies that will help us, that will help us be successful, I am. Um, I've one of the books. I'm uh, like I've heard. I heard Kenny say this morning he's been on a reading plan, and I'm on a reading plan this year. I have to want to. I've got a whole bunch of stack of books. Uh, they're laterally stacked, um, <laughs> stacked so that I'm able to read them this year. Well, the first book that I've uh, finished this year is a book called Atomic Habits by James Clear. Anybody ever heard of this book? Okay, you read this book? Read reading this book? Good, good, good. Um, I tell you, I highly recommend this book to everybody. It's a book, uh, it's called uh, Atomic Habits, an easy and proven way to build good habits and break bad ones. Anybody have any bad habits in your life? Mm, you liars, put your hands up. That's right. So, okay, we've all got those bad habits, things in our lives that we want to break. So I want to quote a couple of things that James Clear says. He says, winners and losers have the same goals. Successful and unsuccessful people have the same goals. Okay, so the, the, the desire or the goal is there, but uh, they don't accomplish it. He goes on, he says, <clears throat> goals don't determine success. Systems do. You don't rise to the level of goals. You fall to the level of your systems. Anybody ever found that to be true? Oh, I've got a goal to get up and exercise, but I don't have a system that helps me get up and go and do that, right? Or I've got a goal to read my Bible and on and on and on. Uh, he says, you fall to the level of your systems. And those systems, it, it, the systems help us to develop habits. And those habits just become a part of who we are and then leading us in the right direction. Years ago, uh, Dan and Janet and uh, another couple and Yvette and I went off on a little getaway. And we went to a, a friend of ours. Their son was working at a uh, golf resort down in, in Austin called Barton Creek. And so he was going to get us on to play golf. And I've never been a very good uh, golfer. Um, to start with, but uh, man, we were out there playing that day, and I was riding with this guy's name's Christian, and and uh, I was just playing terrible, hitting the ball over all over the place, you know, and it was just it was just embarrassing uh, more to him than me because that was usually how I played anyhow. But um, um, but I, I can remember I was getting ready, I made this really really bad shot, and then I said, "Oh man, I need to go to the driving range and practice." And Christian said, "Man, that's the last thing you need to do." And I said, 
what do you mean? He goes, why in the world would you want to go and practice something that that's, that's that bad? You know? He said, you don't need practice. You need lessons. All right? So I said, okay, why don't you just tell me what you really think? You know? And, uh, and what he was saying is, man, my systems, my habits just weren't right. And, uh, and so many times we find that to be true in our lives. Sean Covey says this. He says, our habits will make us or break us. The habits of our lives will make us or break us. Clear goes back and he says, there's three reasons we don't succeed. One is we don't know how to succeed. Two, we don't see progress quick enough to continue to motivate us to stay on the path. And three, he says, our our um, disordered identity sabotages our success. So our, our wrong habits, they sabotage our success. So sometimes... The first process, the first thing that needs to happen, the first step in making progress is for us to unload some of those bad habits. Sometimes we need to get rid of some stuff from our life, get rid of some stuff so that we can move forward in being and doing um, all that God wants us to be and do. Amen? How many people know that? Sometimes you got to get rid of some stuff. Sometimes you got to put some stuff down. I um, I, I was um, reading, and I don't even couldn't remember where I found this, some of my notes, but Anybody Spanish speakers here in the in the building today? Okay, so what's the word success in Spanish? Exito, exito, right? Very good, brother. Okay, yeah. So exito. When you hear the word exito, what do you think about? You think about exiting, right? And and I think that what it says, if you want to have success in your life, you have to exit and escape from some of the previous habits, and sometimes some of the previous people that have been leading you in the wrong direction. So to make space for new habits, we're going to have to let go of some things. And again, and sometimes some people. I personally would say this, the thing, okay, the thing, or the person that we refuse to submit to God is where we're going to get stuck. That's our stopping point in growing and developing and becoming who God wants us to be. We talk a lot about this. We talk a lot about, in our lives, making good decisions. And I thought this was interesting, um, that, that uh, the, some of the studies, one of the things that Clear points out in his book is that, that uh, making dis- right decisions is important, but it's not as important as what we do in our habits. The University of Duke says that over 40% of life is based on habits, not decisions, Because I know that there's times when we'll make a decision to do something, but because of a bad habit, we really won't carry through with it, or we'll do something wrong, or we'll do something else. Amen? Uh, I don't know if you know this, but there are a lot of people right now that have the habit of texting on their phones. Has anybody ever heard of such a thing? I know it's a whole new, okay, it's a whole new world, but, but, but they text on their phones, and some people even have a habit of doing that while they're driving. Now, they may have made a decision Maybe you're one of those. I've found myself at times made the decision I'm not going to text and drive. And so I have my phone laying on the console or the seat, and all of a sudden we hear the ding. And how many people, before you even realize it, have picked up your phone and you're looking at a text? Habits will overcome, I mean, habits will overcome decisions. Fortunately, we get to make good, we can develop good habits. And I love the fact that the Bible is filled with people, successful people, who had great habits. If you go back and look through the scripture, you find about Daniel. Remember what Daniel did? The Bible says that that Daniel had the habit of praying three times daily. 
that, that he didn't let that get, get taken out of or pushed out of, pressured out of his life, that it was a habit, it was a part of who he was. That David, the Bible says that David was a worshiper and that he worshiped God frequently. Yes, it was part of who he was. It was his habit to be a worshiper of God. I like the habit that Moses had. Scripture talks about in the Moses said that Moses has the had the habit of talking with God frequently. How many people think that's a really good habit to have? Just to talk with God frequently. So so Moses was talking with God and, and spending time with God. How about Jesus? Do you remember what the Bible specifically says? That that Jesus had the habit of going to the temple. That Jesus was a habit guy and he was a church guy. Amen. So we want to have good habits in our lives. So these systems, and I'm going to talk about just a couple of, of areas where we can develop systems that will help us, help us to build right habits in our lives, systems that will help guide us until these habits just become uh, a, an involuntary part of who we are. Amen. Anybody already thinking about some things, some areas maybe where you want to implement some new system, develop some new habits that will help move us from where we are to where God wants us to be? Amen. So one area that I think is, is, is in our area of health. We, um, you know, I believe that we all want to be healthy. I, I don't think that there's anybody that just gets up and says, I'm just going to see what I can do today to make myself sick. I'm going to see what I can do today to see, see how I can get cancer or see how I can have some kind of disease or uh, just what, what will it take for me? We just don't live that way. We, we want to be well, and that's a good thing. Remember, again, First John chapter 3, I mean, Third John chapter... Third John, uh, verse two says, "Beloved, I pray that all, all may go well with you, and that you may be in good health. Good health. Can I tell you, God wants you healthy. He wants you healthy in your body, healthy in your mind. God wants you healthy in your soul. He wants His people healthy and healthy things. Why? Because healthy things grow, and healthy things can help others. All right. So God wants us to be healthy. So for me." Um, I've known through the years that there's, I needed to be healthier, and so God's, um, you know, I've started different, uh, tried to develop habits. One of the things for me um, to, in, in, to have un- come to understand that to be healthy is that I need to take some vitamins and supplements, okay? Now, I always had this desire to take vitamins and supplements. And so um, I would get around, when I got around to it, you know, and I thought about it and I had the time, and then I would go and take these vitamins and supplements to be healthy. But then I found that there's a system, okay, that it's better to have a system. I know this makes me an old person, right? So uh, I now have a system where I fill up my little vitamin box because I want to be fit and healthy, <laughs> okay? And so then uh, last week, last week I made four out of seven days, okay? Woo! That's better than four out of seven, you know, years, right? <laughs> so, no, so I think we do things that help us to be, to be healthy. What about you? What area do you need to change in your life? What system do you need to put into your life to help you be healthy? Um, I didn't bring my phone up here, but man, you know, we live in a world where there's all kinds of uh, things like these apps. Does anybody know what an app is, right? Okay. Anybody not know what an app is? We all know what apps are, right? On your phone, and, and you can have a fitness pal. And so I've got this thing that measures how many steps I take and how many calories I burn. And, and Yvette and I were having the discussion yesterday about, you know, you've got to lose, uh, you've got to use 500 more calories per day uh, if you want to lose weight. And, um, and so using systems to help us be who God wants us to be. 
Where's Miss Dorothy at this morning? She was in here. Oh, there she is, Miss Dorothy. What? What's? Everybody needs more water, <laughs> right? And Miss Dorothy will preach that to you. There's there's apps that can help you with that. We need vitamins. We need we need sleep. Okay, sleep. Uh, and I'm just telling you that we can set up some systems. Um, one of the systems that you may or may not. Uh, have heard of is that the blue light from things like phones and iPads and computers uh, help, they disturb sleep. So you might have a system where you cut some of that stuff out. For me, I've uh, hit that age where I can't have caffeine. I used to be able to fall asleep with a glass of tea in my hand. Those days are gone. So what system do you need to implement in your life? Maybe you need a coach. Maybe you need a workout partner. Maybe you need some accountability in your life to be healthy. But listen, God wants you to be healthy. You are the temple of the Holy Spirit. God wants to live in you, but he wants to show his presence through you. Amen? So another area where I think we can implement some systems is in our relationship. The same way that nobody wants to be unhealthy, I don't think there haven't been very many times that I've heard, oh, I'm just going to get married for a short time so I can get divorced and see how many people's lives that I can screw up, mess up, hurt, and bring pain to. And just like, you know, I had a bad childhood, I'm going to be sure that my kids have bad childhoods. And I mean, people, we just don't do that, right? We want better. We want better in our own lives. We want better for our children's lives. And, and so we've got to establish some goals about what we want our relationship to be. What kind of relationship do we want to have? Are we going to have a godly relationship? Are we going to have a, a good, you know, a, 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 how are we going to have that good godly relationship? What are we going to do? This, uh, over the last season of life, Yvette and I made um, a decision that, that at times we found out we were getting busy in our life, and she was doing her thing, and I was doing my thing, and then we'd come home, and she'd go to her room, and her chair, and her TV, and I'd go to my room, and my office, and TV, and all that kind of stuff, and we were living in the same house, but we really weren't doing life together. I'm sure nobody else has ever dealt with this. Get so tired and worn down, and I just need time alone, and I just need to relax. So we've we've said we that's not who God wants us to be. We want people who we want to be people who do life together. So we've implemented some new systems. One of those systems is that we that we pray now. We've been developing a system where we pray every day before we get out of bed. And so we just take hands. Let me tell you, if you're, uh, if you're a married couple, if you're in a relationship, I love the idea of holding hands when you pray, okay? Holding hands when you pray, that's been something that's been a part of our life. But now we just hold hands and pray, and we say the Lord's Prayer together. It doesn't take long, 30 seconds, and you can say the Lord's Prayer, but it joins our hearts. It joins our focus. It's, it's a habit that we're developing in our life that, that causes us to, to start the day together so we can focus on being, doing life together, doing life together. We've also implemented another, um, something else that we've done. Um, we've said we're not going to be apart as much, so, uh, so we've made a change in our house, Okay. We, uh, I had a little couch in my office. We got rid of the couch in the office, and, and now I'm going to just tell you how old we are, okay? So now we've got these two little recliners. Uh, is that old? Make you just having little recliners? <laughs> so we have these two little recliners, and we have a little thing in between them, but we, uh, they're, they're not so, it's, so we can reach over, and now we sit in our recliners, and we hold hands while we watch Wheel of Fortune. And so... <laughs> As a, and we're doing our life together. <laughs> we're, doing, we're doing life together. 
Are you having to explain to him what a recliner is? Oh, dear Jesus. We are just seriously in trouble here. So, um, so I would ask you, what systems do you have in place? Can I, can I offer, I know this isn't, you know, talking about heaven and hell and souls, and, but, but, but I, I really believe this is a vitally important thing to have if we're going to have successful lives and successful relationships. It's called a calendar. A calendar. A calendar. It's a reminder system. You see, a, a calendar is a, a, a three, a calendar is a theological document. A, a, a calendar is, is not, it shouldn't be used to tell us what we have to do. It should be used to tell us who we're going to be. You see, you get to run your calendar. Your calendar doesn't run you. Amen? Now, everybody should have a calendar. Uh, Pastor Chris and I share uh, through some type of technical thing. We share calendars. He can see what my schedule is. I can see what his schedule is. One of the things I love about his calendar is that every week he has on his calendar, he has on there a date night. I think that's fantastic. I mean, I really do. I hope it's with Lisa. But... um, (laughs) I, I know that it is because he's still living. So, uh, so, <laughs> but, but I, I, I'm just telling you, put, you, we put on the thing, the calendar, the things that are important to us, the things that help lead us. I, I have a time on my calendar that says health, and he has a time that says with Jesus, and and, and then we schedule, okay, we schedule meetings, we schedule important things like 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 date nights and. And, and let me ask you, what about you? Do you have on your calendar uh, date nights with your spouse or date nights with your kids? Do you have a scheduled time where you're going to read, where you're going to pray, where you're going to read or pray together, spend time together? Do you, do you have that? Is it on your calendar? You see, again, I just encourage, I encourage that. Put it down there. Set it as a goal. Develop that habit. And so that, that's one little system that everybody can, can use to help them develop the habit of being who God wants them to be and do what God wants them to do. Let, let me ask you, do you have a marriage development plan? Do you, how, many, do you have a, how many books on marriage are you going to read this year? How many, books on, um, how many books on being a godly wife or a godly husband or, or, or podcasts or videos are you going to watch to help you be a, the person that God wants you to be to do what God wants you to do? I'm telling you, we need these things in our lives to help us, all right? And we live in a great time when these things are here and available to us. So, um, uh, so what about mentor couples? Well, let me ask you this. How many, how many people are signed up for the XO conference? Okay, all right, we got a few. Uh, I, I, if you'll talk to me after church, I'll tell you whether or not you should sign up, okay? Uh, if you're married, you should sign up. You should come. I, I, I thought I overheard a statement uh, recently that said, somebody said, well, why would I go to that? I've been before. My question to that would be, I bet you've eaten breakfast before too, you know, but uh, do you, you plan on doing it again, right? Why? Because it's healthy for you, because it helps you develop a habit. It gives you systems and tools. Maybe you say, well, I don't want to go to the marriage conference because I should be teaching the marriage conference. Well, Maybe you don't go for yourself. Maybe you go to learn so that you can be a mentor couple, so you can be a mentor family for somebody else. 
Okay? I'm telling you, there are young couples. There are couples who say, I wish I had somebody that was just a few years ahead of me that could help me and encourage me and tell me about the challenges and how that you can overcome and succeed as a married couple. Let me tell you, folks, great relationships don't happen by accident. They take work. It takes work to be a godly parent, an engaged parent, an active parent. It, it really does. And so, so let's get these systems set up. Let me wrap up here with just a couple, two, two, two more quick little things that I think we need to focus on. Finances. Now I know I'm talking to rich people here. Nobody has any, ever has any financial issues here in this church today. And, uh, but how many people really, I mean, we want to be people who are prosperous as God prospers us. I, I believe, as I get to talk to people, and I really do believe that it's in the heart of most of the people that I get to meet. I said, you know what, I want, I want to live generously. Am I talking to the right people here today? Is that who you are? Do you want to be generous? I, I mean, I hear this. I wish people say, I wish I could give more. I wish I could help pay for somebody's way to, to, to do this. I wish I could help support missions more. I wish I could just live more generously. I, I'd love to be able to be, and, and I've heard this, it's, it's, it's backwards thinking, but I've heard people say, I wish I could afford to tithe. Folks, let me tell you, you can't afford to not tithe. <laughs> Amen. Okay, tithe opens the door to blessing. But I know that's the heart of people. I want to be a tither. I want to be a giver. I want to be a good steward. I would love to save money for the future. I'd love to invest for the future. I'd love to be able to, to know that in the days to come that, that I'm going to have plenty, not only for my life, but to be able to bless my heritage and to leave an inheritance for my children and for their children's children. And I, I, I know that that's in your heart. Am I talking to the right people today? Is that in your heart? Is that who you want to be? But I do know that there's also people who've been trapped in cycles of poverty or people who've grown up with a poverty mentality. Maybe, maybe it's been something that's followed your family for generations. And, and so you hear us to talk, you hear us starting to talk about giving or missions or a building fund or 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 some type of and something begins to rise up in you, but all of a sudden it starts to rise up, then you feel this something trying to push it down and say, No, 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 that's not you. And I'm telling you today that it is you, that it is God's plan for your life to help you to succeed and to be able to be financially successful and to be able to tithe and to walk in obedience and to be somebody who's positioned for blessings from heaven. That is you. It is you. And, and folks, I, I really do. I, I, I take authority this morning. I'm going to pray for this in just a minute. Over a spirit of poverty, I have seen that rise up. I've seen that impact people's lives where, where it, yeah, I know that's for other people. and other, Everybody else gets the breaks and everybody else gets the raise and everybody else gets the promotion. But I'm the one whose car's always broke. Well, I shouldn't talk about that this week. I had two different cars that I had put batteries in this week. You know. And I'm telling you, one of the things wants to rise up. Did you have to do that this week too? Was it last week? Put a battery in your car. You know, and, and it rises up and, and we get, why me? Why me? What? Man, it's always something going wrong. And I'm telling you, that's not true. You got more going right in your life than you got more going wrong in your life. You got more blessings in your life. Amen? And I'm telling you, yeah, I'm, I'm sad we didn't have... Uh, projectors and all kinds of different stuff today. But can I tell you, these are first world problems. If I'm in Honduras next week and the biggest problem we have is the projector not working, I'll go, hallelujah! You know, we'll, we'll shout and dance. That's just, uh, we're, we're going to do our best. But I'm telling you, God wants to bless you. So everyone, every one of us needs the support of a budgeting system. 
Hallelujah. I thought there'd be a big shout of praise there. Budgets, budgets, right? Yeah, years ago, I forgot who it was, a pastor said that he talked on budget, and he, he called him Mr. Budget. He said, every family needs Mr. Budget, okay, in his life, ruling their finances. And so one day that there was a family, they were out shopping, and, and the, the child said, oh, mom, mom, I want this, I want this. And, and they said, well, let's see what Mr. Budget says. And so they get out their little book, and they go, oh, Mr. Budget says we can't afford that today. And the child says, I hate Mr. Budget. I wish he would die. So that's right. <laughs> I know a lot of us wish Mr. Budget would die, but can I tell you that just like a calendar, a budget is a theological document. It tells me, you let me see your budget, I'll tell you what you believe. Uh, amen? I mean, let, let me see your, your, your balance sheet, your, your, your report, your online report, however you do it. Uh, you, let me see that. You're, I'll tell you what you believe. I'll tell you whether you believe it's more important to eat out than it is to support the kingdom of God. Woo, I'm leaving tomorrow, brother. You can clean up the mess. <laughs> so, I'll tell you if you think, <laughs> if entertainment, oh, we got money to go to the movies. We just don't have any to give to Jesus. So, uh, oh, my God. Reach on, brother Sam. All right. Years ago, I told this story before, but years ago when Yvette and I first moved back from the Bahamas, we had been living, you know, we were in this as missionaries, and so we were in the mission, you know, and I kept looking. We finally came back to the States, and we got a little checkbook, you know, we hadn't had one in years, and I kept looking in this, in the checking book, and it would say WM 2749, and WM 1312, and WM, and I thought, I, man, Yvette, God has really given her a heart for world missions. That's got to be what WM means, right, world missions. How disappointed when I was I when I found out it was Walmart, right? So, so I'm telling you, I'll tell you what you believe, okay? So I know you desire to give abundantly, to go on mission trips. Guys, but look, if we're going to do these things, if they're more than just desires, if they're real goals, if it's really who God wants us to be and what he wants us to do, we need to plan now. We need to prepare now. Amen? So abundant systems, and there's just abundant systems that will help us to do that. And listen, if you need help in this area, in, in health or finances, or we've got people here at New Covenant Church who love you enough that they'll sacrifice some of their time, and they'll sit with you, and they'll help you come up with a system and a plan to be successful. Amen? So, so, so let us know. Proverbs 13, 11 says this. It says, he who gathers wealth little by little makes it grow makes it grow. I know everybody wants to hit the lotto and he do whatever, you know, with the big get rich quick scheme, but God's get rich scheme is be faithful little by little by little. Amen? Amen. And finally, let me just say this. The most important place we want to be successful is spiritually. Anybody here that just really wants to thrive spiritually? Man. You want to be a man of God. You want to be a person of faith. You want to be a woman of faith. You want, to, you want to see mountains move. You want to see miracles and signs and wonders flow in your life. Can I tell you that, that there's a systematic way that we can grow and mature in the Lord, that faith can increase in our lives? And there's just some very simple things that we can do. One is we can be people who read the Bible. Amen? 
We can be people. I, I, there's not a reason, okay? There's, you can go online. You've got version. How many people have version on their phones, okay? I'm telling you, you, get a, you can get a daily reminder that will say, here's, read these scriptures, read these verses, and before you know it, the word of God will be taking root in your heart, and it will bring forth, it'll bring forth the harvest of righteousness in our lives, amen? The Bible says that faith comes by hearing, and hearing by what? By the word of God. Anybody want more faith in your life? Anybody want more strength in your life? Then let's be people. Let's be people who read and who study and who, who put our faith, our confidence, and who love the word of God. Let's watch what God does in and through us. Amen? A second thing is prayer. Uh, I, I would encourage you to be a person of prayer. Do, do like we're doing. Pray the Lord's Prayer. Spend times in worship. Put a, put a worship playlist on your phone. Let me tell you, when you get to heaven... And you know all the statistics of all the football players and how many yards they threw for and how many runs they made and how many baseball players, how many hits they got and all that. That's going to mean nothing. Can I tell you, the time you've spent in worship before the Lord, the time you've spent in the presence of the Lord, man, it's going to mean everything. Amen? So let's be people. Let's be people who worship the Lord. And can I tell you, I know this is you here today, but going to church, going to church will help you. It will help you grow. It, it will, I believe personally that church is one of the greatest gifts that God has given on the face of planet Earth. Does that scare you at all that we didn't have? <laughs> right, let me, did, was this on? Is this working here? I said church is one of the greatest gifts that God has given on planet Earth. Amen. Amen? Church is a place, listen, we get to come, we get to have fun, we get to have sing, we get to meet great people, amen? Anybody met some great people today, Kevin? Great to meet you, great to have you here with us. We get to meet great people, we get to have fellowship, we get to encourage each other, we get people who will love you and people who will care about you and pray for you. I'm just telling you that in my opinion, that the question, are we going to church, should never be a question in a godly home. It's not, a, it's not a question. Man, that's not only what we do, it's who we are. Amen? All right, so let's wrap up here with this. What do I want you to know? One is I want you to know that God made you for success. I want you to feel, I want you to feel motivated, listen to this, to start just one system now. Say, say God, there's a system I want to implement in my life today. I'm not, not going to wait till tomorrow. I'm not going to wait till I get the... You know, the goosebumps running down my back. and I'm going to do it today. I'm going to implement a system today. I'm going to put something. In. And then, so here's what I want you to do. I want you to ask the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, what are you saying to me today? What, what area of my life do you want me to focus on today? 